Happy New Year's Eve, theater lovers. I cannot think of a better way to start the new year than publishing this lovely chat with Catherine Forrestal. Apologies to Catherine as we recorded this ages ago. In preparation for my trip back home, I recorded a bunch of episodes to give myself a bit of a head start. So some of the details are a little older, but the sentiments still ring very true. Catherine is a gentle soul with a vibrant creative spirit. We talk a lot about cabarets and specifically her love of featuring miscast songs and how this gives local singers a chance to show off their voices in a new way. She also tells us about her role as volunteer manager for Habitat for Humanity, which is super cool. And I'll include a website in the show notes if you want to get involved. On with the show. Uh, So welcome, Catherine Forrestal to Sarnia Famous. Delighted that you could be here with me today. Uh, I understand Isaac is napping. So I thought maybe we should come up with a code word if suddenly, abruptly, you need to go and take care of the baby. So maybe (laughs) like if you suddenly shout baby poop real loud, I'll know to wrap things up. Yeah. And uh, we'll we'll do that. So (laughs) how, how we know each other is we just very briefly... Uh, worked together on Wizard of Oz. Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I just rolled into those rehearsals and stuff and screamed at people a few times and then rolled on out. So so we really you didn't... rolled you on and out. Yeah, <laughs> a couple times you literally, literally did um, roll me in and out. So uh, I think this is a wonderful opportunity to actually just spend some time together and mostly I'll just sit here and listen to you because that's the best part of my gig. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, first, congratulations on becoming a mama. That's very Thank exciting. You. Very, very exciting. Yes. How's that all going? Are you guys, you know, sleeping at night? Um, kind of. <laughs> Where I'm down to like one or two um, night feedings per night now. And You're down usually to like... one or two. How many were you? So Isaac, um, for those of you who know, my husband won't be surprised about this at all. <laughs> I, my baby is also very tall and skinny. Um, so I'm just feeding him constantly. And the doctor is basically like, yeah, whenever he wants food, you need to feed him. Um, so he was eating every two and a half hours oh, around gosh. the clock for uh, probably until he was about eight months old. <laughs> so- oh, my goodness. That's a lot of... Um, so, yeah, so it's been a very... It's a bonding experience. But, uh, yeah, no, we're, do, we're doing a bit better now with the trying to sleep longer chunks, which is good for everyone. It's so beautiful to see new moms and the way that they word those things. And, and like, you're so you're so sweet. And, oh, it's only one or two feedings a night. And I, I love the bonding experience because uh, that all sounds terrifying to me, but you've got this beautiful smile on your face. You're obviously madly in love, which is mm-hmm. absolutely, that's great. Do you think you'll, as as he gets older, do you think you'll get him into theater and stuff? Yeah, I don't think he's going to have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> Where uh, Adam's already got him, like, at the piano. And <laughs> oh, wow. Adam will tell you, maybe I'm stepping on his interview maybe, but um, he said the trick is you have to be able to improvise around whatever random notes Isaac bashes out. Okay. Um, make it with music, so he has fun with that sometimes. But, That's adorable. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I come by it very honestly. I came from a theater family, and so now I think we're just uh, going to keep it going. So what kind of a theater family? Tell me more about that. So my... 
my parents are both retired now, but my dad was a professional theater technician and designer. So that was a lot of my life is knowing theater from that end. And then my mom was a music and drama teacher, retired now also, um, and did a lot of performing um, herself on stage and musicals and plays and even a bit of professional work too. So I didn't really have a choice. I was just going to say, it doesn't sound like you had much <laughs> of a choice either. Family, my brother and I both took to it like fish to water. And yeah, no, being a bit arts from birth, my family, we joke, I'm the youngest founding board member of Music Theatre Productions in London because I was in my baby car seat under the table at the founding meeting because both my parents were founding board members. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So just a, an early start for you as well. So uh, what other ways do you think you'll get Isaac involved? I think... Definitely for Adam and I, both of our kind of gateways into the arts was music. So I think that'll be something we start early, you know, piano lessons or choir or something like that. Um, I I spent a lot of my time in the dance world as well. I was a manager of a dance studio and a competitive dancer and instructor. Mm -hmm. And so I think I'll at least get him to try it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm trying to be very conscious. I was one of those very overprogrammed kids, which was great for me. I thrived in that environment, but I'm trying to not have too many plans ahead of time because I know he might have his own That would be hard. That'd be hard though. You'd have all kinds of dreams. Couldn't help yourself and thoughts about where you could go with it and all that kind of thing. So competitive dancing, I know Bethany told me a little bit about it and how she was going to events on the weekend and dancing for like 12 hours a day. Was that a, a similar experience for you? Oh, yeah. So like, I mean, I danced competitively, and then I, I became an instructor and a choreographer. So um, I experienced it both from the dancer end of things where you're, yeah, you're on your feet, you're moving, especially at like the conventions and workshops, as opposed to like the competitions. Um, but then also from the choreographer side where you're, you know, you're there with your dancers and managing their nerves and getting that energy up for performance and warming up and that they might be dancing their first dance at 7am and then not dancing again until two o'clock and needing to keep their bodies warm and ready to go. And so, um, yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. The studio I was at too, um, in London before we moved to Cernia was a pretty big studio so we did like a big production number we called it every year and that was one of my favorite things to be part of Uh, it's basically like a 12 minute dance with all 75 competitive dancers in the one dance (laughs) so you do we actually did wizard of oz one year in 12 minutes and um or (laughs) we did so you did a 12 minute Uh, rendition like start to finish yes you do little snippets of the different song you tell the story at you know, first, we did. 12 minutes seemed like a long time, and now <laughs> now I'm thinking it's not so long to tell a whole big, okay, keep keep talking. That's a lot. Yeah, so, oh, I mean, word. we did, we did, well, lots of Disney. <laughs> did Little Mermaid. Um, we even got on the High School Musical fad to that year. Now I'm aging myself when I was doing these things. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We found it was a really team building as well to yeah. have that one big number that everyone is in. And but you know, we had parents who were building sets for us, and you know, costume changes within a dance. People oh. having to switch tap shoes to ballet shoes and things like that. So quick changes and oh my goodness, 
So a all, lot of planning goes into those. Ones. Yeah. So all yeah. 75 people wouldn't be on the stage all at once. You'd be um, kind of rotating out. They would be. We'd often oh, okay. get everybody out there at some point, but 75 is kind of our, our top number. Some Good years, cap it. depending on how many kids auditioned and what, what we were looking to do. So yeah, but no, for sure. The, the competitive dance world is, is a, it's an experience. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. <laughs> And uh, yeah, something that is definitely bonding when you find other people who've been through it to kind of go, oh yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I know yeah. That that... And now my little nieces are starting. It's their first competitive dance season this year. How old are your nieces? Eight and six. They're so little. They're so little. Yeah. Is that a yeah. normal age for getting into competitive dance? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. so oblivious. Forgive me for the questions, but I, yeah, no, I have no that's idea. Okay. And I mean, people get involved at all different ages. Mm, true. One of the things I really liked at the studio I was at was we had a lot of uh, professional development students come. So people who knew, kind of figured out, like in grade 10, that they wanted to go to Sheridan and get into musical theater and had the singing and the acting and had never taken a dance class. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they'd come to our studio and we just put them through the ringer and <laughs> like intensive catch up, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, that was something that I was very involved in uh, preparing students for auditions for schools like that and things like that. And now I can say like, I taught people who went to Sheridan and Juilliard and the national wow. ballet <laughs> kind of blows my mind sometimes where some of the previous students of mine have ended up in the world. That's lovely to think about yeah. that and how, how each path can break off in such amazing ways Yeah, uh, and that you'd had a, a hand in that as well, a little piece into... Yeah. No, a little piece of it. Did you ever work with maybe like uh, someone in their 30s who maybe was thinking about getting into those kinds of things and has two left feet? That's um, two left feet just means you can turn left very well. I was lucky enough to be um, one of the instructors who got to do our adult program as well. So we had from beginner to advanced um, classes we offered. I've also choreographed for theater quite a bit and uh, community theater um, where you get people of all backgrounds and experience and trying to work strategically to make everyone look fantastic on stage and make it look like it's really hard but actually make it really easy to remember and make everyone look their best. Even uh, one of my first projects when we moved to Sarnia that I got involved with with Theatre Sarnia was choreographing the waltz scene for Strangers Among Us which little little brag here eventually got me a Western Ontario Drama League award. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that, that I mean that was even a waltz number in a play those weren't even people auditioning for a musical who might expect that they might have to dance. That was surprise. That was <laughs> surprise. <laughs> We're going to dance now. That's, I don't know. That's, that's something I enjoy about community theater is finding people's hidden talents, making them learn a new skill that they didn't think they could maybe do and finding that there's more to them than there is to them, to borrow a line from the producers. Especially yeah. if they uh, tried out for a play and got into the play and were like, phew, no dancing. Oh, surprise. Yeah. Just kidding. There's going to be some dancing. Just be thankful you're not singing. Yeah. Um, we did make them sing too. Oh, that's oh. another <laughs> My bad. Too, too funny. So um, I only got to go to the one cabaret, but I definitely okay. had a wonderful, wonderful time. Can you can you tell me a little bit about that whole world? 
Definitely. So we did six cabarets with Theater 42 over the last couple of years. The cabarets were something actually that Adam and I were just ramping up to start with our theater community in London um, when we up and moved to Sarnia. So we took a beat and kind of found our bearings, did a few projects with the theater. And then uh, when Theater 42 opened up, we went, ooh, this is the kind of venue we wanted for those cabaret shows we wanted to do. So um, it was fabulous to get them up off the ground. And that that is really, I don't know, doing those cabarets is something that really fulfills my artistic heart the most. Uh, one of my favorite things is giving people songs to sing that they've never heard of. <laughs> um, I'm that theater nerd who knows the deep cut shows and the deep cut songs, like giving people things they're like, I've never even heard of this composer or this show. Like, how do you know this exists? I go, theater kid from birth and uh, (laughs) studying at university. But my favorite thing is giving people songs that they they don't know or they don't think they can do. And then they sing it through a couple of times and go, oh, yeah, no, I have to perform this. (laughs) And Getting out on stage and having some of those really memorable experiences for people. And I love to, there is way more talent in Sarnia than a city Sarnia size has any right to have. We were shocked when we got here and just, it's amazing. And it, it was fabulous to to find that community. I mean, we moved to Sarnia for Adam's chemistry job. Oh. <laughs> So to also find the arts community was such a bonus for us. So yeah, being able to get the cabarets up and have more opportunities for more people to be featured. Traditional musicals are fabulous and I love doing them, but usually there's like four parts and three of them are men. (laughs) And so to be able to have a stage where I can do what I want and switch it up and give people things that they would never get to sing. And I mean, one of the cabaret themes we did was miscast. Um, It was all things that people would never be able to do on stage. But even above that, I mean, you'll see a miscast number or two in every one of our shows because I I love to give people those numbers. Okay, this number is normally sung by a young woman and you're a middle-aged man. And go. that. <laughs> we had Brent sing number from Toy Story when she loved me. And when Sarah McLaughlin does it, I think it's Sarah McLaughlin, the original Toy Story, it's about a toy and a little girl. And that's so cute. But when a man sings it, it's a really crushing love song. And so that, that kind of thing where we just go, no, we're going to spin some of this around. And I think the one that I saw that type of number, if I remember correctly, was the Aladdin, I Can Show You the World. Yeah, we did Whole New World with uh, Natalie World. and Daryl backwards. Yeah. Yeah, and I and he kind of stepped yeah. up to start singing, and she started singing over him. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. Because, and it, it's nice because I know with uh, a lot of the big musicals, especially that you have limitations on who can play what. So it is it's yeah. great that you have a venue that you can do that. And, you know, my impression honestly was that people came to you guys with a song in their heart that they really wanted to do for the cabaret. And that was how the shows were put together. I didn't realize that maybe you were picking them for them. We, it's ended up being kind of half and half. Okay. 
So we have, we, we ended up doing kind of open call auditions. We didn't audition for each individual show. We did open auditions kind of once a year. We have a pool of performers and we're, we're very open to suggestions. So we say if there are songs, you know, that you have just always been dying for a chance to let us know. We're not making any promises, mm-hmm. um, but let us know. It also helps us know the kinds of things people are looking to perform. Mm-hmm. Because you get performers, well, I'm going to use Brent again, who has done a lot of villains mm. on stage, which he does very well. But then to get him out and go, I really want to give you a chance to sing a like good guy song and show a different side of you. And mm-hmm. so you have performers like that. You kind of say, ah, the last few shows I've done, I've been very heavy, dramatic things. And now I want to do something a little more light and comic. What? What can you give me there? And so that's something that we do take into account. But then Adam and I build the shows based on the themes that we want to do because we're very into our themes and getting things to fit. We also make up the rules, though. So <laughs> like, ah, this is because of this. It's um, a good way and, to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a mix of who the performers are who are available, that we're using, what could fit where, has anyone asked for something that fits this theme? Or if we have someone, we often had performers do more than one number in the show, like a solo and a duet kind of thing. So, okay, we know we really want these two people to do this duet. What solos might work for them that would fit in the theme of the show? And that's kind of where we start throwing things at people. We go, great, okay, you got the one you asked for, and here's your other number. And now for for the challenge. (laughs) But we're, we're very lucky that people trust us. But we also, I mean, we haven't given anyone anything that didn't work out yet. So, so your, your um, track record is, is well, working yeah, for you. Kind of figured out that, oh, no, if Catherine tells me I should try something weird, I'm going to try it. Yeah, we've been we've been really lucky. The, those cabarets really are, are something that we, we really wanted to do and have just grown so well. I mean, we started the first one. We did a one-night-only cabaret or whatever, and they had to keep adding chairs at the door because way more people showed up than we expected. And then we started doing two nights per show, and sometimes we even sold those out. So it was it was fabulous to get those up. I'm a little sad, of course, talking about this now that Theater 42 has closed. What? Um, yeah. Oh, okay, I don't get out very much. I hadn't... Oh, my word! Oh, so my word! They were, they were a pandemic casualty. Oh, their, no. uh, their lease came up oh. last summer and it was kind of, we don't know when we'll be able to reopen. Yeah, we yeah. could get out of it now. So, oh, um, so they've closed. So we're, uh, but the cabarets will be back. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I was just going to say. We'll, we'll find a new venue. We'll, uh, we'll do something We're we're kind of in parent mode now. True, true, and yeah. <laughs> Although we did get a little little taste of it doing the summer concert series with Theater Sarnia this year, um, which we're um, working with Jackie Burns, um, so the three of us put those shows together over the over the summer. Um, although I say over the summer, and our fourth in the series is coming up on November twenty sixth. <laughs> over the summer plus a little bit more time, a little, little, little extra. Um, <laughs> They were the ever-evolving shows. I mean, when we auditioned for them, we thought they were going to be filmed specials, mm-hmm. like the Christmas special that mm-hmm. the theater did last year. And then just the way the reopening Ontario guidelines came out, it was actually, we were able to do outdoor performances before we were able to film 
a solo performer in the theater. Seems a little incongruent, <laughs> but I should keep my thoughts to myself. Outdoors, you know? And uh, so so that's when we, uh, I hate myself for using the word pivoted <laughs> to the outdoor concerts that we did over the summer out in front of the theater and so we were able to do three of the four shows we'd planned that way and then the fourth one which is Broadway through the ages is what's coming up on November 27th which was supposed to be in October and so if you're confused because you keep seeing things about this show it's because the seats the theater's getting all brand new seats part of their renovation which is amazing and so exciting um they did not make it into the theater (laughs) in time for the show date that we'd scheduled in october like what a kick in the teeth like okay we're finally gonna have an indoor show oh just kidding just kidding everybody so the cabarets that were in studio 42 so that was just the two of you that were coordinating that Yes, yeah, that wow. was just Adonai's little theater baby that we, we were working on there. We were very lucky getting in to the theater early. We kind of partnered with them for the space. Mm. So they were putting up the space and we were bringing them a show. And uh, just because of the nature of the cabarets too, like we were kind of moving the day before, do two nights, be gone. Kind of there, there wasn't an involved tech week. There wasn't a set to build. There wasn't you know, things like that going on. We were very nice in and out, easy booking. Good bar sales too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Our audiences uh, enjoyed the bar, which is great. I can't believe, I'm still a little flabbergasted about the the, the show. Because you're right, it was like the perfect kind of like beatnik style dark kind of. Yeah, both hosted trivia night there too for them. And, you know, we were, that was our kind of fun little jam. Um, we like doing the big shows too, but uh, it was nice to have that smaller, smaller space. So I'm sure something will come back or come up or something new will present itself. And maybe, you itself. know, the universe is trying to help you guys because you, you got to focus on the little guy. You know, like <laughs> you said, we're focusing on the family thing for right now. And then when the time is right, like a, a you know, the clouds will part and the lights will shine down. Like, here's your new venue. But in the meantime... Um, so much fun though. And those, uh, shows outside too were so good for the soul. There was so little going on and it was just so nice to kind of be surrounded by the community, not really being able to interact too, too much, but Mm -hmm. see, even just seeing, oh, I recognize those eyes peeking out from that mask. Mm -hmm. That was so comforting. And then to hear some music and some, a little bit of Mm -hmm. dancing here and there, it was and just good for the good for the soul. So, um, great. so family mode. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, do you have any plans in the works though for for any kinds of the shows that you might dabble in coming up? So we're just wrapping up the summer concert series, right? And Adam is performing in the Theater Sarnia Christmas. Oh, okay. So, so you'll get to see him on stage. <laughs> he's been behind the scenes that's the one thing that was really different uh, with these summer ones than what we normally do is normally Adam is on stage with the performers playing the piano doing his gig and uh, these were these were different and uh, that was fun too but you know like I gotta I want to sing I want to sing again he's so, chosen for it a little bit I mean this is we were talking about it the other day actually we said like this is the longest he's ever gone without performing on stage. 
and he can tell you more about when he started singing, but uh, literally since he was a kid, this oh, is wow. the longest he's gone without singing in public. <laughs> well, he definitely seems very comfortable. Like the man's up there playing the piano and emceeing and singing and yeah. yeah, just very natural on stage. So I could see that. So mm-hmm. did so did you guys meet through through the theater? We actually met um, at Western University in the music building. Um, where where neither of us was majoring in music but we were both taking enough music courses that we met that's like a uh, harlequin novel that's the beginning of a harlequin novel pretty sure (laughs) and uh yeah so we just this this summer we celebrated our fifth wedding anniversary um but 12th year together wow Uh, yeah yeah we we go back to university days and it's it says a lot about your relationship too that you can put on shows and stuff together I would think that that would be a lot of stress and pressure and I adore my husband but I don't know I'm way too much of a control freak that (laughs) I I don't know that I could do it that's fair. And it, I think the key is knowing if you're one of those couples or not. No, yeah. Because um, <laughs> there are you, I mean, I've seen in my life, I mean, both my parents, my parents met doing theater and have done a lot together. Um, I've now done a lot with them as well, which is kind of cool getting to be on stage with my mom and having my dad up in the booth, Aww. making sure I look good under the lights. But yeah, no, you need to know if you're, you're that couple or not. And luckily Adam and I, we're, we're one of those couples who are like, dream about, okay, what business could we start that we could just spend all of our time together? That's and, adorable. Uh, yeah. Like yeah, that's... No, we're super cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's adorable. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's been cool and uh, convenient also for those of us who uh, have the kind of directing choreography side of things covered to have someone with the music side <laughs> come into their lives. Is there a musical that you've always dreamed to be involved in, in any capacity? And if so, what capacity? I have a couple that are like dream, dream shows that I'd love to direct slash choreograph. That's kind of where my theater career development was really heading. That I, I'm, I have put proposals in to the Theater Sarnia board for consideration. Um, Hint, hint. But, so, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. It's been a road um, getting to the point where my proposals will be read. Because, yeah, that's something that coming from out of town as an unknown entity is, uh, trust me, I can do this. Please, please. please. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Theater's always been something that's been part of my life in the arts in general, um, mm-hmm. both my extracurricular and my professional life. Because, yeah, I guess I guess that's something some people don't know about me is I, uh, I did my undergrad in English and Dramatic Literature. Ooh. And then I did a postgraduate program in um, nonprofit and arts management. So that's oh. kind of where I've been in my life. I worked at the Grand Theatre in London in marketing in front of house. And now here in Sarnia, a volunteer manager for Habitat for Humanity. Oh, cool. Um, when I'm... Not on mat leave. I'm on mat leave right now. <laughs> um, but normally that's that's where you can find me is helping the volunteers on the build sites and 
helping the homeowners. Um, part of my job there is I get to work closely with the future homeowners, which is oh, really, really cool. cool. Um, <laughs> getting to help them pick paint colors. Um, oh, and there's a course as well that Habitat Canada wrote that all future homeowners do about home maintenance and mortgages. Oh, and cool. Every time I talk about it, people go, why didn't they teach me any of that in, in high, high school? school. Amen teach to that. Good grief. That's yeah, absolutely lovely. That, I had no idea about that in, in terms of instead of just plunking a house in their lap sort of thing, there's the support mm-hmm. and getting them involved as well. That's lovely. Yeah. Right down to the color of the walls. I mean, there's some things that are kind of predetermined based on what we can do. We're also very lucky at Habitat that we have some national level sponsors that oh. donate in kind building materials and stuff like that so it's like well they can't pick everything it's like because <laughs> we got this for free so the from the siding company that is yeah. <laughs> helping us with the cost of the materials but uh no it, it's a it's a very cool organization and it's been great to get to know a bit more of the nonprofit side of sarnia and see the community yeah. see how the community comes together i mean stepping in and getting to know all the volunteers that were there and all of that it's been uh, it's been pretty cool i miss them oh, <laughs> it's uh, weird being home <laughs> truly even not knowing what everybody's up to all the time but so was that a role like did you start that as soon as you came to sarnia um so i started at habitat where i wrote this down because i get my years all mixed up thank you started habitat in 2019 okay um i actually when we first moved to sarnia i commuted to london for a while Holy doodle <laughs> um, that was an experience. Um, I, I, at the time, I was office manager for a dance studio where I was involved, which had been the studio where I grew up and had my first part-time job and oh, wow. had grown to the point where I, you know, I was their office manager and teaching and doing competitive choreography, wow. and I, I loved it. I loved the family. Um, it's a really fantastic place for me to be. So I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to commute. But because it was a dance studio, like a lot of my hours were evening hours. So I wasn't driving first thing in the morning. So that's kind of how we ended up deciding we'd move to Sarnia. Adam, who had to be in the office every morning in the research building, would have the short commute. And right. I didn't be at work till later but commuting was something I you know I did for a couple years and that was that was enough it could take a lot out of a person especially if it's a late night type of commuting yes and sometimes too if it was a late enough night I mean both Adam and I are from London so I you know I could go stay at my parents place which is great if the weather was bad or something but mm-hmm. uh you get to a point where I miss I miss him I want to go home just want to be at home and now yeah. that you've got the little guy that would be even more difficult. Definitely. To oh, and I mean, London's still close enough mm-hmm. that our our folks get out to Sarnia, no problem. We get home to London. And... So you'll be extremely excited, I'm sure. I remembered what I was going to ask you. Huh? Okay. Still got okay. it. And I actually wrote it down this time. I don't know if you saw me like <laughs> <gasps> looking for my pen and then getting all excited writing it down. <clears throat> so how do you pick the themes? for the cabaret? Oh, that is a good question. I'm glad you um, think so, because I was excited that, that I remember. Okay. So, little insider secret here for your listeners. We have an Excel spreadsheet, <laughs> many themes. Oh, dang. 
it is something that when we think of something, even if it's a very half-baked idea, it goes in the sheet and we we often kind of go back to it or say, okay, you know, even if it's something that comes up, like I say, oh, you know, I really one day want to hear this performer do this song. Goes do any of our where could that go? Um, so we we have no shortage of themes. And so it's it's often being a, which one do we need to do right now? Or which one is the most fully formed idea? Um, which one will really showcase the performers that need a, need a chance? So like that's how Leading Ladies happened. We did an all-female cabaret because there are lots of leading lady material in this town that... Uh, don't always get their shot. So it was cool to get to do that and to, I think I said it already. I say this a lot about cabaret. It's just giving people a chance to get up on stage and do their do their thing and show off in a way that they don't always get to. Even just key changes. We're, we're big on finding the right key for something. When you do a book show, when you do a big musical, everything has to stay in the key that it's written in. Right. So you have to audition people and find the people who can sing it the in way it key, is yeah. in that key. So you find performers whose vocal range isn't going to fit a traditional leading lady soprano voice that are in so many shows or in the more modern shows, the belty stuff. And uh, they're just there's people who are just never going to get the big part in a book show, mm-hmm. but who are so talented and need a chance to show off. I also love that we're a very low commitment show. We typically, each of our performers has one hour long coaching with Adam and then maybe a touch up closer to the show. And we do two run throughs and two shows. So if you're in, you know, four numbers, like, so we often do like a women's number or men's number or a full group number. So you have one hour of rehearsal per song you're in, plus a couple run-throughs and a couple shows. So I think the the shortest timeline we ever did was four weeks. I think we did one in four weeks once from, hey, you want to be in this show to, hey, you're on stage in this show. <laughs> oh, baby poop. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Have a good, uh, thank, thank you. Have a good day. Uh, go take care of the baby. Okay. Well, he's okay, but he's stirring. (laughs) Okay, well, uh... He's, uh, I don't know, for those, for anyone who's part of my Facebook circle, you will, you will have seen our monthly picture updates of Isaac with our giant stuffed moose. Oh, it's a moose, yes. He's discovered now that he can reach through the bars of his crib and pull the moose towards him. I want my moose, and I want him now. (laughs) So sometimes we turn up the monitors, very fancy new baby gadgets they have now. The monitor turns it, the screen turns itself on when he makes a noise. And uh, so sometimes the screen will pop up and it's actually just the moose's head. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Good thing that you don't expect it. it. super cute but yeah okay i will let you go tend to your little one thank you thank you thank you this was an absolute delight thanks for asking i'm delighted that you said yes so uh so yeah hopefully we'll get to work together soon i'm thinking about getting some voice lessons so maybe i could come and sing with y'all on a camera someday okay thank you have a nice evening okay bye well that's it for today Tune in next week, or should I say next year, when we chat with Charmaine Jacqueline. Bye for now.